Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, We were joined by somebody who boxed on the undercard uh, at uh, Manchester on the Carnbrook undercard the other day, who until Thursday didn't even know he was fighting. No. Um, he had quite the story, didn't he? It was because he was just looking for a ticket, basically. He was, <laughs> by any spares. Jake Darnell joined us. Chelsea. I could turn up tomorrow and say, you're in the team. <laughs> That's right. Well, you could play up front instead of Lukaku at the moment. <laughs> basically, Probably see more of the ball. <laughs> uh, we had some classic clips, Pewter, from 2009, which hopefully you enjoyed. We had a bit of a chat. I think that probably will do you for today. I think today. that's it, yeah. Yeah, so just a flavour of this afternoon. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And it could be a bit tricky for you today because I'm only going to speak seven times on today's show. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, OK. It's, what, it's the Vogue thing. Oh, it's, yeah, just to do something. So, yeah, it's, it, you are referring, of course, to the stat of the weekend. Oh, God. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, seven touches, one of which was from kickoff. So, technically speaking, it was six touches in open play. At one, he had no choice. He had to touch it. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? So embarrassing. But what are you going to do? I don't know. You watch Match of the Day, though. You saw, I mean, look, you know, no, he's yeah. not getting the greatest service in no, the world, is no, he? No, no, no. But it's all since that interview. It's all gone horribly wrong. You mean they're not then. passing to him on purpose? Well, I don't know. <laughs> God, I saw it. If I was, if I was school, school, though, I'd say to him, here, hmm. Romelu, come in my office a minute. Here, I don't know if you've seen this. It's, uh, it's Alan Shearer talking about Harry Kane. Have a look at this, mate. That's what a centre-forward is supposed to do. Actually move. <laughs> God, it's really annoying. My granddaughter went oh, yeah. to Arsenal. Uh, she's been to women's games. It was her first men's game on the weekend. Now, and, yeah. before people have a pop, you've, you've claimed, you can't claim them both because no. you're, your daughter-in-law, the whole family are proper Arsenal, proper aren't they? Arsenal, yeah. So they've got the daughter... But you and your yeah. son have got the boy, haven't that's you? You've got the, you've got the boy. Yeah, and is he proper, very old, is he proper, proper Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah. Well, that's good. He that's said to me, because he played football yesterday, he said to me, Granddad, I was like, N'Golo Kante. Was he really? He was only five. Because he wasn't like Romelu Lukaku. Because <laughs> at that age, you want to see a lot more of the ball than that, <laughs> you don't you? He could, actually, Romelu could take a bit of a lesson out of a five-year-old book and yeah. follow the ball if around If he just does that, you see the heat map of... <laughs> when you first start taking your kids to football at six or seven, the heat map, it just kind of it just moves in a great big chunk from every point where the ball is they all run after it anyway yeah. she was wearing noise cancelling headphones yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah. They, they, these days you know kids can't take well even Arsenal the crowd. <laughs> it's a very I good thing you'd need them really <laughs> 
and come on, that. cheap shot. Yeah, a good weekend. Good Let me have one cheap yeah, shot. Like anyway, I said to my daughter-in-law, "Can I borrow them for Chelsea? Then I won't have to listen to Jimmy swearing. Yeah, It'd be quite good. <laughs> that's right. Well, maybe because that's the thing. Is it? It's a slight concern about taking your grandson because of the choice yeah. language. Well, this is it. Because he, he's going to learn so many words mm. uh, that day that you don't want him to learn. It's not, so it's not good. Really. Maybe a pair of headphones would be a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but Eddie the Eagle Edwards uh, yes. has been talking about his own biopic. That he's watched it 132 times. Wow, which is incredible. Mm. And he says that uh, it is a good film. I oh, did it's enjoy marvelous. it. I mean, yeah, fantastic! I've it once. It's a really wonderful I'm not film. Probably planned to watch it again, but it was good. I yeah, it, yeah. I, I watched it. Wow, well, I think I'd watch it 132 times. <laughs> and it's not about me, I suppose. <laughs> Eddie, who came last in both events, he contested. Said he earned a nice wage from the film, <clears> but it all went to his ex-wife uh, Samantha Morton. 44. That's what would make me cry. Never mind watching yeah. the film. <laughs> now, Andy, talking of uh, films and TV, The Crown is back soon. Oh yeah, and Johnny Lee Miller, the fine actor, is mm. playing the former Prime Minister John Major. Yes. And in one of the scenes, he is seen umpiring a cricket match. Now, it's quite possible... Um, they filmed it at Nebworth Cricket Club, but of course it's it's there in place of Alconbury. Alconbury. Alconbury Cricket Club for about three or four years yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Andy and I would present the show I used to love doing from um, yeah. Alconbury Cricket Club. It's a big Bunbury game. It's full I did, of. I did get hit. I did go for 37 off one over. You did? Well, that's, I wonder if they're going to put that in the crown. I wonder if. <laughs> Franklin Rose hitting you for six sixes <laughs> and a no ball, so he got a single off of that. Yeah. So I'm just wondering whether you're. I was 30, bowling in a helmet. Thirty-seven in an over will be on the crown, but we will That's look out for not that. Like, thank you. Yes. Uh, now Arsenal. What was I going to say? <laughs> Come on, Andy. Oh, no, yes, on. keep moving. Uh, keep moving on. Yes. Uh, what was I going to say there? Oh yeah. Wolves, it was great to see some of their injured players uh, returning and uh, yeah. Johnny's been out for ages. Yeah. I was just dying for the co- the PA bloke to shout when he came on, here's Johnny. Yeah, that's ten- nice. Been yeah, now, a lot of the people in the crowd wouldn't have got it. But no. um, <laughs> this, this was a bit of a weird story, by the way, Andy. Um, yeah. There was a thing up in one of the uh, Sunday magazines yesterday about uh, running, the best way to work out. Mm. It says, to get a real sweat on, add bursts of high-intensity interval training in a walk. And that was walking. Just kind of walking with mm. purpose to get your fitness yeah. in. Um, it's a great way to retrieve a good workout in a short space of time. Bouts of cardio, such as squats, star jumps and burpees, are ideal. For instance, once you reach um, sort of uh, 1,000 steps, add mm. in an exercise such as 10 star jumps. But what if you're in the middle of Lidl? <laughs> well, there you go. So you think you get 1,000 steps on your watch, 10 star jumps in the middle of the shop. It's a good idea. Yeah. The same sort of research, so that if you're... At 70, you should keep going. You should, you, it's, not, it's never even too late to even take up exercise. Yeah. It makes a big difference. And the bloke, I noticed the bloke in charge of the research was a guy called Gianfranco Sinagra. He oh, must really? be known as Frank Sinagra. <laughs> I think he's tremendous. Good old Frank Sinagra. That would be a very unfortunate name, wouldn't it? What's uh, Sorry, sir, can I just get your name? Yes, yeah, Sinagra. A first name? Frank. Oh, yeah, sure, Frank. There's another one you get stopped by the police. That's definitely it not, wouldn't, not it wouldn't right, work. is it? it wouldn't work. No, not Sinatra. A lot of people say that. It's yeah, Sinagra. Yeah. Now, um, we do yeah. want to get you going on a couple of things, and they're both linked to one of our guests today, Jake Darnell, who was on the undercard uh, at the weekend uh, for Khan uh, Brook. He was a very late call-up for the Olympic silver medalist Fraser Clark. And he's got a story to tell, and uh, two things kind of lead from uh, his experiences. The first one is stepping in at the last minute. I'd say um, Thursday to Saturday evening, not even knowing you're going to fight against a guy, and then suddenly finding yourself 
uh, up in Manchester. So do let us know about those uh, times, sporting or otherwise, where you stepped in at the very last minute. Ideally, it didn't work out. If you were a roaring success, mm. I'm not sure that would particularly have legs. But um, do tell us uh, this afternoon. Uh, also, uh, Jake was um, due to play Sunday morning football, um, but didn't make it after uh, his exertions on Saturday evening. And his club mm. are fining him 10 quid. Oh, come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, according to Twitter, they are. So um, we're, we're looking for the best and probably the worst excuses why you never turned up for your Sunday or Saturday afternoon team. It was the worst excuse. And they said, sorry, that, that's a straight £10 fine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy. Yes, I love this letter to the uh, Sun this morning from Matthew Wilson in Wolverhampton. It was one of those classic, thanks for telling us, we already know. Yes. Uh, the Winter Olympics has been a disaster for Team GB, but at the last minute, through hard work and dedication, our women's curling team did our nation proud and won gold. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> What's the point, mate? We all know it's that. Just, it's just a feel-good letter, Andy. Oh, no, don't write. Um, we got this interesting stuff from David Moyes at the weekend. He was talking mm. about the fact that their takeover, the money that's been pumped into West Ham, has slightly gone under the radar. Everybody's talking about Newcastle. And he said, I think we don't want to be out there flashing our nice handbag, he said. <laughs> We're going to walk around with a fake one and let people think that way. Oh. So I thought it was a nice analogy there from David, who also uh, wasn't happy with some of the defending against mm. Newcastle and slammed it as Keystone Cops defending. And you said, don't hear that very often. What will be the generation? <laughs> will Will Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard, will they still be talking about Keystone Cops defending and uh, Fred, Fred Carlo's Carlo. army? <laughs> at what point? Even I don't know what that at is. At what point will they die out? I mean, I'm just wondering, well, you know, know. Well, players now, when yeah. Raheem Sterling becomes the manager of Manchester City, is he going to 
talk about Keystone Cops defending and Fred Carnot's <laughs> army. But references from the early 1900s. Why not? It's good. It's great that David Moyes, he's of a generation where the, he got that from managers, so he just passes it yeah. down the line. Well, we all know what he means. Well, yeah. not young people won't know what he means, but we sort of do. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about the curlers, though. I'd love to know when they get home. Someone says, it's a bit dusty while you're away. Would you mind sweeping the floor? Yes, they're dusty. <laughs> Whoever says that to anybody, it's a bit dusty while you're away. Would you mind sweeping the floor? It's not a phrase you hear every not day. Really, no. And they're not actually brooms, are they? I don't think you'd pick a lot up on your carpet wouldn't really. with the things that they they're sort of squeegees they yeah. use. The paper's full of Helen Mirren today saying she doesn't feel she deserves a lifetime award. Well, don't accept it then. <laughs> Honestly, I hate that. <laughs> if you said it's not much the you radio, don't hate, really. If the radio it? awards came to me and said to me, oh, we'd like to give you then wouldn't. But if they yeah. did, they came to me, lifetime award. I think that ship has sound from your point of view, so. Andy, very much For all your so. 21 years service. I think you would have got it now. I wouldn't say, oh, I don't think I deserve it. I'd say, well, thank you very much. That's yeah, really yeah. nice. Thank you. I wonder why you've waited so long. Grabbing out someone else's hands. Uh, talking of which, uh, um, she is in a new film, Helen Mirren, uh, called The Duke with Jim Broadbent. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Jim will be amongst our guests tomorrow. We very much look oh, right. forward to okay. that. Good. So, well, I won't be here, but send him my best. Oh, we will. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure that's it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, there's a letter here. There were, I said to you on Friday, when we were talking to Mike Ward, uh, there'll be some letters about Anton Deck. Getting, getting into drag, which I thought was great. The whole yeah. thing was fun. The kind of RuPaul But one thing, of the people really, who yeah. wrote about it to the star is a bloke that calls himself Paul Hawkwind. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, uh, every Monday we uh, dust off the old mini-discs once again. The producer curates a little selection from uh, yesteryear. And, uh, yep, mm. we've, we've got a few of these again. For We've not heard these since May, June 2009. So your guess is as good as ours, but we trust the uh, the producer to have come up with some... Oh, yeah. Well, not gold, but some pewter, because that's the nature <laughs> of these. If they gold, were gold, there is one gold in here. If actually, they were I've gold, you would hear them uh, every Christmas Eve. But anyway, mm. um, where should we start, Andy? you want to kick us off? Yeah, we begin with Alan Brazil on breakfast with seven million questions in one for journalist Tony Evans. What about Liverpool then, Tony? Um, uh, Torres may get goal of the season, that beautiful strike bang against Blackburn. Uh, Stevie G, what about... Um, uh, um, what does Rafa... Where, can he can he somehow prize the likes of Ribery and people like that? Um, Alonso, will he stay now? There's this big ongoing saga. He may be used to get Barry, or now he's staying. Where do Liverpool... Where do they spend their cash? Who do they get in? <laughs> we just start. He could be there for hours. Tony had uh, gone, actually, by that uh, point. They never got Ribery, and we know that, but a beautiful strike bang at the weekend. Oh, beautiful, We did, we did yeah. like that. Staying with breakfast, and Ronnie Arani with an odd turn of phrase. No hair fever where you live by the coast, from Joe in Cornwall. Yeah, I'm probably. sorry, I'm not having that. Yeah, probably. No, I've been on the yeah, coast, and yeah, I've had hair fever. No, 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 no. I played on a Lynx golf course, and uh, I'm sorry, I was sneezing like a, like a bison. Like a bison? Sneezing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a phrase you hear every day, is well, it? I don't think it's ever happened, does it? Does a bison sneeze? Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> does it? I'll look it up while you're doing oh, yeah, the next Please clip. do. This is Mike Parry. Yeah, there'll probably be a whole load of YouTube clips of bison sneezing. Yeah. This is Mike Parry with some competition details. Now, entry is free, so if you think you know, text CASH, C-S-H, followed by a space. <laughs> That's not how you spell it. <laughs> He'd be hopeless at Wordle. 
They God. do sneeze quite violently, apparently, so do maybe they? Ronnie had a point. Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's just not the first beast you think of. No, um, not really. Uh, Adrian Durham and Ian Wright now on Drive talking movies. It is a good Love, film. What yeah. beauty. That, that's what a classic, great film. I'm going to watch that. And I'm like, Should I go and see Ben-Hur Live Aid? What would Ben-Hur Live Aid be like? <laughs> the status quo would kick off with rocking all over the world. <laughs> Phil Collins would have to fly to Philadelphia. He'd have to get a chariot to Philadelphia, wouldn't he? Ben Hur Live Aid. That's very good. Yes. Now, here is a clip we've always loved playing. We hear it every Christmas. This was the original week that it appeared. It's Mike Parry talking Dutch cricket. Who got the biggest score for the Dutch team on Friday night when they beat England? Was it A, Ryan Ten Doshat? Yeah, Descartes, I think it is, isn't it, really? Yeah. Ten Descartes, yeah. Uh, and that, that wasn't uh, Mr Parry's only cricket fox paz, as, quick, uh, as uh, Quinny would say, that month. That was Correct. Where is the Wankeed Stadium? The what stadium? Yeah, yeah exactly. don't say it again, Mike. <laughs> don't, yeah, whatever don't. you do. The moose now. And it's a little known fact, he's actually fluent in Icelandic. Sports update. Good morning, I'm Ian Abrahams. West Ham United have been taken over by the asset management company CB Holding, majority of which is owned by the Stamore Investment Bank. It means the club's former owner, Bidjogor Munson, leaves the club. But when he was about 12, wasn't he? so very young. He said, odd 12 years. Here's a lot of driving. Here's Mickey Quinn introducing the travel. Talk sport, traffic and travel. 19, 19, 19 minutes past 10. That's Paul Hardcastle. <laughs> 19. Yes, of course, that did remind us of something. Cue Paul Hardcastle. 19, 19, 19. Yeah, the musical mixes have got a bit, a bit more... <laughs> A bit more sophisticated <laughs> since then. Uh, one last one from Alan on Breakfast, who was on top form. I, I'm, I'm very lucky and Angel invites me to some great do's. Um, uh, the, the, um, uh, yeah, I think it sounds like you've been yeah. to a great do the night before. <laughs> I look forward to hearing that in about four weeks' time at the show. That's right, you know, Benelin. And finally, it's movie expert Mike Parry who was talking Bond films with um, Andy Townsend. Coming out the sea in the in the Bond movie. Well, all I... It wasn't her, was it? It was Ursula. That was Ursula Andress. Uh, was it? No, yeah, Rackle Welsh. No, Ursula Andress. Rackle Welsh was in One Million Years BC. She was. Yeah. And also was the mother of the boy who married... No, is this... I've got this right. Don't digress. No, no. Fred, Fred. Um, you know, the famous... F- Fiery Fred, the fast bowler. Right? Fred? Fred who? <laughs> you know, you know he, he made a You're programming... You're looking at me and nodding Fred. I don't know who Fred is. You, you know, the, he was a Yorkshire and England fast bowler. And he made a TV programme in which he said, I'll see thee. Um, Fred Titmus. No, not Fred Titmus, no. Well, it, who then? I can't remember his surname. Fiery Fred, the fast bowler, right. had either a daughter or a son right. who married either the daughter or the son of... Why have you got into Rackle this? Welsh. Why have you even gone down this well, road? Well, because we were talking about uh, Ursula Andress. Now, no, we were, we were talking about... <laughs> Oh, this man, Mike Parry, was yeah. being so blasé. You know, interestingly <laughs> enough, somewhere in there, he was actually right. He was. Uh, he actually did get it right. But, uh, yeah, classic Mike Parry there. Anyway, uh, there we are. That's Good some clips of the week, Pewter. We'll dust a few more off. Mm. 
uh, from uh, yesteryear around the same time next week. And there'll be a fresh batch of clips of the week for you on Friday. Just a reminder, as always, if you do hear a clip over the next five days, uh, do get it into us, talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. I saw one or two people have been firing some over on social media. So we thank you for that. But if you do hear one, just a day and a time when you heard it. So uh, we can have a listen back and uh, you can get uh, a credit for that. If uh, You probably make up a name like you usually do. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, in the Bart Simpson envelope. But anyway, um, yeah, go and send those in to us. So, uh, anything very quickly, Andy? Well, Quick yes, why, why not? I uh, I'm, was reading you this uh, restaurant review on Friday. Oh, yes. And uh, where the uh, particular writer who enjoyed her work with... Um, Mozzarella the other day. She was having a, a roti canai. Uh, well, she was in, she's gone to a, a very nice Indian restaurant, restaurant, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Uh, and uh, she said, I asked my server for the recommendation of the most popular dish. Unsurprisingly, she told me it was, of course, the roti canai with dal. So I placed my order and enjoyed the satisfaction of facing the kitchen. So that's where we got to. That's right. She was facing the kitchen. Facing the kitchen. People t- generally don't want to do that, do they? In the, well, in the some people like eating in the kitchen at the chef's table. Really? Oh, okay. Of course, that's different. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah, yeah. Done that. So anyway, she's facing the kitchen. She's yeah. having her main. What's she saying? Behind a screen, I could see the roti being made fresh. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. With orders continuously flooding in. Yeah. The shiny elastic dough was stretched out to an almost transparency before being folded and lovingly smacked into the heat. Have you ever been lovingly smacked into the heat, Andy? Often, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quickly, the golden bread is roughly squashed yeah. and shaped and served up, sometimes with a filling. Oh, that's good. I was a bit dry, wouldn't it, yeah. really? Thanks. Soon my food arrived. Food arrived. My food? <laughs> food. <laughs> my phone. Soon, soon, soon my food arrived. Yeah, you see how I did that? Soon and food. Soon my food arrived. Yes. And I was already salivating at the sight. Oh, that's not, not a good look in a restaurant. Dave Bracegirl. Well, my dog. <laughs> Can't have that running down your face in a Crisp. restaurant. Health and safety. It's I'm salivating now. Crispy, flaky layers of buttery dough. You are. Uh, adorn my plate next to the perfectly sized bowl of orange dal. Mm. The roti canai somehow excels its reputation. It was unbelievably tasty. Of course it was. Yeah. Although I could have eaten piles of it straight up, I still don't even know what it is. I used it to mop up the dal, which was just as good. Fantastic. I think we're going to have to leave it there. All right, I'll come back yeah, to it. Come I back to like it. doing it in sections. That yeah. was part two. Well, little we went for a... We had a, I finally <laughs> squeezed in a game of football Friday night. We went yeah. for a curry afterwards. We hadn't done it for a very long time because was of the virus and stuff. Sumptuous. And it was. Did it, it was, adorn it, your plate? It did adorn our plate. We didn't face the kitchen. We couldn't see into the kitchen, but we trust them in there. They're Good lads, but uh, one of the boys we play with, his food came up and he went, "This chicken's raw. This chicken's raw." And he sort of brandished a piece of chicken to the waiter, yeah. who we know in there, and he said, "What's going on here? I've got raw chicken." And the waiter looked at it and he said, "That's tomato." Oh no! <laughs> oh, he'd had oh, he's a, never. He'd had a few. He's never going to live that down. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast on Saturday night. He fought at Fraser Clark, the Olympic uh, mm. medalist. Um, he wasn't expecting the fight. In fact, he only went looking for a ticket midweek last week just to go and watch the fight and then suddenly found himself <laughs> on the undercard. It's an unbelievable story, and he's here to tell us more. Hiya, Jake. How are you doing? You all right? Yes, yeah, not too bad, thank you. How are you, by the way? Because we'll be honest, it was, it, it was a tough workout for you with very, very little preparation time against an Olympic medalist. It was always going to be tough going. It was always going to be tough, weren't it? But not going to say no to a challenge and one opportunity he had as well. So uh, tell us the story then of how you say you went looking to go and watch it and ended up being involved in it. 
Yeah, I um, I just went to the public workout um, with one of the kids I was looking after. Bumped into a manager. I was asking him any chance. Come on, you can get us a little ticket, get back door or something. He was like, I've got a chance, Jake. To be fair, got a phone call 24 hours later off him. He said, I've got you a ticket. Oh, bloody hell, cheers, Kev. He said, Yeah, but you're fighting as well. You've got a fight for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Right, let's go. No drama. Let's have it. So did you um, get a chance to watch it? Did you get a chance to watch any videos of Fraser Clark or anything before the fight? Well, yeah, I've watched him on the I watched him in the Olympics and yeah. that, and then yeah, you know, you've watched you've seen him coming through and everything, haven't you? So then I've gone straight around. I was at work, me. I was at work on a Thursday when I got a phone call. Sat there with my deputy manager. I was like, "Bloody hell, I'm fighting on Saturday." He went, "What?" I said, "Yeah, fighting on the calm book card." He went, "Shut up!" I went, "I'm being serious." We're all jumping around in the office. That is difficult, really difficult. Were you nervous or were you just think, well, I've got nothing to lose here, really? Yeah, I thought I've got nothing to lose. It's going to be tough, but that's all I'm trying to cause an upset, isn't it? So, So, um, what's your boxing story then to date, Jake? This was your first pro fight, was it? Yeah, I didn't even know my my licence had all gone through yet. Kevin, Kevin Marie sorted it all out, my manager, he's he's fast-tracked it all so he could all go through for this fight. Um, I've had had unlicensed over the years, you know, had a couple of amateur years back. But yeah, nothing really. Uh, Weight-wise, what what was the story between the two of you? Were you giving a bit away or what? Um, I think he weighed in at about eighteen four, wasn't he? So I was about I was giving about half stone away, but he's in good shape. I was just very unfit, aren't I? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you weren't. You weren't. You probably would have with a bit more preparation time. You would have got yourself in shape, and I'm sure. But um, what was it like in there? I mean, in terms of taking those punches, have, have, have you had worse, or was it noticeably different? Um, no, to be fair, I've, I've been going through sparring um, Dave Allen a little bit. Yeah, he can hard. He's he's experienced as well. Um, and we spoke. The team spoke to him before the fight. They were like, we're not going to let you get hurt, but go and give it your shot. Go and give it your best. But no, in regards to the shots, the, it was strong, don't get me wrong, but it was nothing nothing major. I was all right. I've come home. Yeah, which is good, yeah, absolutely. Well, you were, you were game, Jake, weren't you? Because, you know, you were taking some shots. It did finish in the first, but you were taking some shots, but, you know, you kept going, you kept trying to... But it was... I see you had a bit of a, a blooded nose in the end, but no no further damage, really, apart from that. Yeah, no, just uh, all my mates were asking me, how's your body? He's landed some good body shots on you, yeah. Mm. Just my nose is a bit tender, yeah. He got that pop straight away, didn't I? Yeah. yeah if, no, you, if you had time to prepare for the fight, do you think, you know, say five, six weeks, do you think it would have been a different story? Well, it's funny you say that. I said it to him when we got back to the hotel after we sat in the in the, uh, in the bar. He came over and spoke said, tell you what, Fraser, give us a week. Can you let me have a rematch or what? Don't give me a day. <laughs> he had a laugh. He said, I'll give you a kiss instead. So he, he gave me a little kiss. He gave me a laugh and a drink. So a nice atmosphere then mm-hmm. among the two of you. He was, he was he was good to you after the fight. Oh, yeah. He, he was double double nice after. I can't say, like, I can't praise him highly enough. He, he thanked me for stepping in last minute, you know, and bought me and my team, all of us a drink on the table. Said if we ever want to go down and spar with him or train with him, I'm more than welcome to go down to Loughborough. That's a nice thing, isn't it? What about the main event? Did you enjoy it? Well, yeah, yeah, it was really good. I was just buzzing to be there watching that. (laughs) Yeah. It was, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It did feel yeah, it was it, exciting, wasn't it, it? Yeah, I mean, Kelbrook was. Kelbrook really. was just so dominant, wasn't he? Really, and he, mm. you know, only looked like one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Do you, I mean, Amir basically said after the fight, "That's him done." And I'm looking at that, I think that's a wise call. But what about Kelbrook? I mean, a lot of people are saying today, "Look, go out, go out after this fight. You know, don't put you through it again, Eubank or Ben or something. Don't you don't you know? It's a, it's a big legacy fight. That I mean, what would what do you make of that? 
Me personally, I think yeah, I think he should. They should both call it a day. If, if he goes and fights Conor Ben or Eubank, they're they're still hungry and wanting it, aren't they? If I was Kel Brook's team, I'd be I'd be saying to him, call it a day now. Yeah. And finally, Jake, the boys in your Sunday morning team. Apparently, you had a game Sunday, but you, you didn't turn up. They're finding you ten quid. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Try to charge you ten quid, not for coming. I know you're having that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a Absolutely bit tight, isn't it? Really, to do that to you, continue you were boxing the night before. Yeah, they, they all have a laugh about it, but yeah, I'll pay me fine, and then I'll probably go on the bench next week. <laughs> and finally, it's giving you a taste for it. I take it you want more pro fights to come from you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm going shopping as soon as I finish with you now. I'm going to go and get some food shopping and I'm going back to the gym at five o'clock with Matty. I'm going to go again. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you, Jake. And uh, next time you're on, you've got a bit more warning. We'll, we'll build up to the fight with you. Thanks very much for joining us. Perfect. See you later, lads. There we are. Jake Darnell there went to find some tickets and ended up on bold. the undercard. Yeah, it was bold. Because, I mean, if you watch it back, it's it's not a very long fight. And he does no. take some shots. Well, it's true. He's taking some, he's taking some big shots from a guy. It takes courage to get in that ring. It yeah, does. It, it was does. a very funny moment in that fight where... They shot. They cut to Terence Crawford, and the, the commentator said, "Penny for Terence Crawford's thoughts." Yeah, I'll beat both of these two in one night. Well, he, well, he, well he'd beaten them in two nights. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a tough watch from Amia's point of view, wasn't it? But uh, yeah. it was still a very exciting fight. It lived up to it. But there's that thing of it. Mm. We, we we were saying, wasn't we? It needed to be a great contest for everybody who had the stomach for a, a second one because there mm. was a rematch clause. I'm not. There isn't the stomach for that. I think we saw no. with Amia that that. that I think Amir yeah, knows. Yeah, I think he said that. He said that yeah. after the fight as well, didn't he? So anyway, uh, brilliant work by our top team. I listened to an awful lot of it in the build-up uh, during the evening. So he did a fantastic job up in Manchester. And I'm sure we've got lots more great live boxing nights to come on Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I'm here with Charlie Baker tomorrow. We'll do it all again. Andy will be back on Wednesday. We've got plenty of Champions League to look forward to this week. And indeed... Yeah. Premier League fixtures so uh, do hope you can join us tomorrow from one if not the podcast will be available as always around four thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.